Welcome to Keep Talking Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Tummelson, and in this podcast, we talk about all things that I am an expert in or have an interest in, such as language learning, health and fitness, global and societal issues, or whatever I feel like talking about on that particular day. All right, enjoy. What's up, everybody? In this episode, I'm going to be talking about why I've stopped following the recommended foods uh, for my body based on the specific testing that I've done. Um, okay, now you might be asking yourself, like, well, what, what do you mean, what specific testing have you done? Uh, so there's a company called Viome, and I've talked about them before. It's V-I-O-M-E. It's a really good company. I, I really like what they do, um, and I'm not darn trying to bash them in any way. I'm going to explain, though, why I've stopped, uh, for the most part, following the exact advice that they give me regarding nutrition. Um, and I, I think this is an important principle that you can use uh, in your own personal health and fitness journey because it's very important to factor in, how do I put it? It's important to factor in human behavior and societal factors over just the science or the lab testing, things like that. So let me explain what I mean, just to give a little bit of a background. Uh, so Viome is a company that does this really cool, it's, it's cutting edge stuff. What they do is, it's called health intelligence testing and gut intelligence testing. And I've done it twice now in an effort to try to improve my nutrition, mostly to um, you know help solve gastrointestinal issues that I had struggled with throughout most of my life, especially in my mid to late 20s. Um, and, you know, I actually, and I have to thank Viome because I do think that some of their recommendations have helped me to get rid of some of these issues that I'm talking about. Uh, but essentially what you do when you when you sign up for the basic test with Viome is it costs like around $200, I think, but they send you a kit at home. Uh, part of it's kind of gross. You have to do a stool sample. So you have to do a, a stool sample. You have to poop and then, you know, take a sample of it and then mail it into this this thing. And then you also do a blood sample. You also have to to prick your finger and you know put the blood in a little tube so if you're grossed out by either of those things or just squirmy with blood whatever maybe find a different way to do it but anyway it works pretty well it's not super expensive and it's you know i think pretty effective it's really cool stuff and essentially what they do is well the first thing i've talked about this before is they calculate your biological age based on all these different markers and then they give you recommendations for what foods you should eat based on your gut microbiome uh, based on this blood test and this uh, stool test um, they give you food recommendations uh, for what foods are going to be the healthiest for you based on your current gut microbiome, okay? And it can actually change a little bit over time, which I'm not going to get too much into that. But anyway, what I want to talk about is I've, I've, I think I've done previous episodes where I've talked about some of the foods that are recommended to me. Um, and see, essentially what Viome does is they have this, they give you this massive list of foods, you know, like all the foods, all the natural foods, so to speak, or natural ingredients you could imagine. This big long list, and it divides them into four categories based on your test results. They have superfoods, they have uh, foods that they call enjoy, which are good for you, you should enjoy, eat a lot of them. Then they have foods that you should minimize and foods you should avoid. So those four categories, superfoods, enjoy foods, minimize foods, and avoid foods. And obviously, Theoretically, if you want to be healthier and try to improve your longevity and just your health in general, the way your body reacts to foods, you should eat more in the superfood and enjoy categories, okay? Now, um, it was actually interesting because the most recent time I did this test about six months ago, um, among the foods that fell into my, I'm just going to give an example of one food here. One of the foods that fell into my avoid category, avoid completely 
is rice, both types of rice, brown rice and white rice. Now keep in mind, this is highly personalized, okay? So while Viome is telling me to avoid rice, the testing on you and your gut microbiome might put rice in the superfood or the enjoy food category. It's all highly personalized, okay? Nutrition in general and diet is, is highly, highly personalized. And anyone who tells you is not is oversimplifying things, especially if you do have any sort of gut issues. But anyway, um, so, you know, it's said to avoid rice just because rice theoretically is causing um, you know, let's call it, uh, gosh, I can't even remember what it said exactly, but it, it told me to avoid rice. told me to avoid rice for the time being, at least until the next time I tested, which would theoretically be in like a year or so, okay? Now, uh, brown white rice and white rice. Now, um, we could talk all day about, you know, whether you should eat brown rice or white rice. People, Some people, the more old school nutritionists will say, well, brown rice is better because it probably has more fiber. It's more, um, you know, it's not like a quick, it's not a high glycemic index like white rice. It's not going to spike your blood sugar as much. Whereas some of the more, you know, like athletes or personal trainers might even say, no, go white rice. It's easier to digest. It's a great carb, etc." I fall more into that second category of the, no, it's, it's an easy to digest carb. Um, you know, it's good for building muscle for recovering from workouts. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, you know, like me personally, if I'm going to pick between the two, I'm going to eat white rice a lot more often than brown rice. Okay. Now, Viome was telling me to avoid both types of rice. Okay. Um, based on this testing. So just avoid rice. Right. And, um, you know, obviously it gives me all these different types of foods that I'm, you know, should eat more often that are supposedly better for me in my current gut microbiome. Um, and obviously, you know, just to begin, I mean, this is, it's a real nerdy type of thing. This, you know, anyone who's doing this, this particular gut health intelligence testing, it's usually either people who really have had issues, like some of the ones I've had, or are just really nerdy about this stuff. It's not that many random people on the street who are, who are paying for this type of test. But anyway, the point is, is the, these, you know, these tests are, are, are good tests, in my opinion. Now, um, you know, I was mostly avoiding rice for the first few months after that. And then I kind of sit there and said to myself for a few reasons, you know what? Let, let, let's just, why am I avoiding rice? Why am I really avoiding rice? You know, because I, you know, I've, I've never had an issue eating white rice. It's not like I notice any sort of a reaction inside my body. Uh, you know, I don't notice any, you know, real gut issues from eating white rice. And it doesn't cause me bloating gas, you know, constipation, diarrhea, anything like that. I don't feel bad after eating it. I mean, who knows? Could it theoretically be something that's shortening my longevity, you know, long term? Maybe, but like my idea for the most part nowadays is if a food makes you feel good, that means you're probably digesting it well. That means you're probably getting the nutrients from it. It's probably not causing any big problems in general. Like if your body feels good after eating a food, it's probably a good food for you. I know some of you are going to take that the wrong way and be like, well, I feel good after eating candy and chocolate pudding shakes. But like... Do you really though? Do you really actually feel good? You should try some like whole foods without a bunch of sugar, and I bet you, would, I bet you would feel better. I'm not gonna say it's gonna taste better, but anyway, um, okay. So back to the white rice thing. I kind of decided, you know what? Let's reintroduce white rice for a couple reasons. Okay, number one. I don't want to keep spending that much money on food. And let's be honest, white rice is a nice, cheap food, okay? Uh, you get a huge bag of that for like $3, you know, as opposed to if I'm getting my carbs from all these different fruits and stuff that cost a lot of money or even things like bread and tortillas cost more than rice. I'm like, let's, I can go a little cheaper here uh, for one. Um, number two is it's, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm usually someone, I recommend that most people eat carbs in general, uh, that eat a decent amount of carbs. I'm someone who obviously I work out a lot, 
for the most part, I'm eating a fairly good amount of carbohydrates, obviously a lot of protein and enough fat as well, but like I eat plenty of carbs. Most of us should be eating carbs, especially if you're exercising, doing physical activity, your body probably needs it at some point. Um, And this really brings me to my key point here is among the sources of carbs, among the different sources of carbs that you have out there, white rice not only is it like highly digestible and it's just yeah it's a it's a very good source of carbs to replenish uh you know after a workout um some would argue you know bodybuilders in particular you know people trying to bulk up put on muscle some would argue it's just it is the best carb like if you take white rice compared to some of the other things that i might eat as carbs even like me as a healthy person right supposedly i'll go into whole foods or whatever and i'll buy like you know those tortillas okay i love tortillas flour tortillas I mean, you could say that corn tortillas are better. They don't taste quite as good. But I'll get flour tortillas. And I love flour tortillas, and my body feels good on flour tortillas, okay? Now, they cost a lot compared to the rice, calorie per calorie. The tortillas cost a lot more. The tortillas also have a bunch of ingredients that are theoretically pretty questionable. My body doesn't feel bad on it, so I don't think it does me too much harm. But, like, you know, you're talking about all sorts of enriched whatever bleached flour um you know all all these different like oils and stuff stuff that the rice doesn't have you know the rice is pretty much at least i think it's it's like a one ingredient food you know it's not it's not like a tortilla that they have like 10 ingredients in it that you're not sure what all of them are okay and see you know like with a test like this what you know what viome is saying is viome is taking all of these foods that are basically single ingredient foods okay and sure maybe compared to what were some of the things like on my you know enjoy and superfoods list things like lamb meat um I'm, i can't remember what like carbohydrates there were obviously some fruits and stuff like there i think banana is on the enjoy list and really as far as like the effect on your body like a banana versus white rice is probably not even that much of a different different effect you know it's just there okay well carbohydrates you know sure you know bananas might be a little bit more like fast acting who knows i mean they're 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 pure carbohydrates basically bananas more sugar um but uh they're carbohydrates and um so yeah like white rice um is it theoretically the best carb for my body? No, but it's also probably still better than what a, what I might choose or what a lot of other people might choose is quote unquote carbs when even when they go to the store or especially if you go to like a restaurant or a fast food place, whether that's tortillas, hamburger buns, some weird types of bread, bagels, muffins, like all of that stuff has all of these different like vegetable oils and seed oils, you know, like stuff like that that is just we we know is theoretically not very good for us it's not as much of a natural food as like rice for example and so this is it's a big example of why sometimes when we try to be like super exact with things and follow like either the exact best plan for us or the exact best science for us in this case it may be kind of a mistake okay because like sure if i could say i'm gonna avoid i'm gonna avoid rice right but what am i gonna replace rice with you know someone like me who eats a lot of food you know almost double what the regular average human does just because i'm 215 pounds and i exercise and move a lot so i eat 3,500, 4,000 calories a day um, am i gonna avoid rice completely what am i gonna replace all that you know rice with sure i don't necessarily eat it every day but like now i've gotten to the point where i I eat, oh, I mean, like a cup. I usually have like two servings per day, and each serving will be like a half cup dry that I'll cook up, and I'll mix it in with my, you know, meat and and vegetables or beans. And this has become like my staple meal for one or two meals per day as I work from home. But anyway, the point is there's a lot of rice, okay? And um, 
it's one of those things like, yeah, if, if okay, sure, there's other options for carbs, but in general, if I avoid rice completely, what am I really replacing it with? We know I'm going to be eating some sort of a carb. And yeah, Viome is telling me that, that rice is something I should avoid, but, but Viome is also telling you in no uncertain terms on there that you should avoid all highly processed foods. And at some point or another, when you're eating carbs frequently, you're going to be running into highly processed carbs. Even someone like me and even someone who shops at Whole Foods who thinks we're getting into the healthy stuff, I can guarantee you all those tortillas and bagels and breads and whatever else that you find there are not very healthy. <laughs> the rice is better. Like rice is probably definitely better for basically all of us. And it's cheaper as well. Uh, I know that stuff tastes good, and it's probably not that bad for you, especially if you you know move enough to burn it off and whatever. But, uh, but all that other stuff, those carbs, has you know probably a lot of bad ingredients in them um and sure is is fruit the best thing for most of us maybe yeah you could definitely make that argument that that fruit is arguably the best source uh the best form of carbohydrate but but i mean it varies depending on a lot of different things uh but that's kind of my point about why i've decided to go back to eating rice and not worry too much about what this exact science is it's like what would it be replaced with really if i'm not going to eat any rice because uh, it's hard and especially you can go to restaurants and stuff whatever you know most most dishes are going to have rice that's going to be like your staple carbohydrate that you get along with your meat and your vegetables and whatever and it's good you know um i mean ever almost every culture's got rice okay um, now, I want to give just like a couple other little examples of this um, related to exercise because the same thing applies for most of you who are looking to improve your health and fitness. So this, the same thing applies in the sense that just because like one exercise program is theoretically like the perfect program for you, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the exact one that you should follow. So let me give you an example of this. You know, I'm working, well, I have a couple friends who I'll give examples of. One of them uh, I'll talk about, he's, uh, you know, he doesn't have a ton of fitness experience, but he has some, you know, he's looking to lose some weight and just kind of reshape his body a little bit. And, you know, he talks to me about how he, he likes running. He doesn't like lifting that much, right? He, he does like jogging three to four times a week. And I've told him, you know, and he knows this, you know, weight lifting is going to be better to lose weight. I've talked about on this podcast before how cardiovascular exercise, cardio exercise is in general, it's, it's good for your health, but it's not really good to help lose weight. It's not a really good body composition tool. And you could listen to my other episodes about that. I'm sure you could find them. Um, however... You know, if you're going to choose cardio or nothing, it's better to do cardio than do nothing. It's better to run and sit on the couch. And I've, I've kind of, you know, talked to this friend and gave him a little exercise program just with some basic weightlifting that he could follow once or twice a week in addition to the, like, three days that he jogs, you know. I told him, like, yeah, it'd be better if you lifted more than you jog, but I know you enjoy running more and that just works easier for you. So go ahead and keep doing that. Like, I would rather have you running three days a week than doing nothing seven days a week. <laughs> Does that make sense? Um, so it's the same type of thing. Just because a weight training program is going to be better than a cardio program for him in terms of his goal, um, just because of his behavior and lifestyle and what he likes to do, it's you know, it, it, it's better to just say, you know, go ahead, just go ahead and run. Same thing with a, you know, uh, another girl that I work with, a friend of mine. She uh, she loves CrossFit, right? And ultimately, like, her goal is kind of to start building more muscle as well. Now, um, we could debate. Um, it depends the exact type of CrossFit you do. Some boxes or gyms are better than others. But in general, CrossFit, it was not my favorite for trying to build muscle. I think CrossFit will get you in a heck of good shape, 
really good shape um, but just overall if you do it in a smart way and don't get injured <laughs> um, but it's it's not the best way to build muscle the best way to build muscle is to do a standard weightlifting routine where you're taking longer rest periods in between your sets and things like that okay now this girl likes to go to CrossFit three times a week she loves it for the environment there's lots of people who love these types of you know group fitness classes CrossFit whatever it may be for the environment the friendships the camaraderie everything like that you know and she knows and I even told her that like probably the best thing for you if you really want to build as much muscle as possible is to not do CrossFit and to do like three days a week of traditional weightlifting either with a trainer or just with a proper exercise proper weightlifting routine but since I know that she's going to have a lot more fun in the CrossFit and is more like likely to actually stick with it the three days a week I would just as soon see her do the CrossFit it's probably better and I kind of told her maybe you could sub one day of the week where you do weightlifting the traditional way that I'm just describing to her as opposed to the CrossFit two days of CrossFit whatever but I'm not going to tell her to stop CrossFit just because I know she she loves that she loves the psychological benefits of it everything like that I mean heck even myself I have myself and other friends who were seven day a week, week workout people Okay. Well, we like to work out seven days a week. Now, theoretically, should we probably take a full day off or maybe even multiple full days off? Yes, absolutely. In terms of adequate muscle recovery. I mean, I would actually argue that for most people, probably the best way to just continuously build muscle overall is three days a week of about a one hour full body workout where you properly strength train full body for one hour, three days a week, take a full day, if not two days, but a full day of full day off in between full day off that's probably the best way to do it and you can play around with it but um you know i also like a push pull leg split two times a week with a bit of a shorter routine you know six total days of exercise with one full day off but the point is most of us would get the best results for muscle growth with at least one rest day per week if not multiple rest days per week if not a full rest day between each weightlifting session however for me and a lot of friends that i have that fall into my same category it's actually better for us to just go every day just for the psychological benefits. And then, of course, it's not like you're doing yourself harm physically as long as you don't totally overtrain when you go in there seven days a week, okay? Uh, but we need it for the psychological benefits, for the mental benefits that come with getting up, getting after it, getting in that right mindset every day. You know, I've said it before many times. For me, exercise has more psychological benefits than physical benefits. The physical benefits are also a byproduct. Uh, but anyway, so these are just some examples of why it's not always the best idea to perfectly follow like what the exact best plan is for you or the exact best scientific thing is for you or in your body because a lot of it depends on your lifestyle behaviors what you know you're going to stick to um and some other factors all right all right i hope that's useful talk again soon love y'all peace